Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. You are now listening to Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. In news from Japan, in May of this year, Australia returned the remains of four indigenous peoples who were taken for research purposes in the 1920s from Japan. The National Museum of Australia in Canberra and Museum Victoria in Melbourne returned the remains of four Ainu indigenous people to Japan on May 8th. Representatives of the Japanese government and others, including a representative of an Ainu indigenous community, traveled to Australia and received the remains. The Japanese government has also been trying to get the remains of Ainu people from other countries, the Asahi Shimbun newspaper reported. This is the first time the remains of the Ainu have been returned to Japan from overseas. Records show that the remains were excavated in the southern part of Sakhalin Island north of Hokkaido during the first half of the 20th century. The Ainu are the indigenous peoples of Hokkaido, Sakhalin and the Kuril Islands who have their own language and distinctive culture. An Indonesian civil society organization has unveiled a multi-million dollar fund that will support local communities and indigenous peoples in Southeast Asia in their fight against climate change. The Consortium for Agrarian Reform, the indigenous peoples NGO Aman and the environmental organization WALI together have established the new Santara Fund, Indonesia's first direct funding mechanism for local and indigenous populations. Indigenous charitable organizations such as the Ford Foundation and Packard Foundation provided the first $3 million in funding. This forms part of the $1.7 billion Forest Tenure Pledge which was first made public at COP26 in Glasgow, recognizing the crucial role that indigenous peoples and local communities play in preserving tropical forests and combating climate change. In Manipur, Northeast India, violence has broken out as tribal groups protested a court decision regarding scheduled tribe status. As a result, curfews have been imposed in eight districts and mobile internet service has been shut down throughout the state. According to reports in the media, the Meite community, which makes up more than half of Manipur's population and predominantly reside in Manipur Valley, have been requesting a scheduled tribal classification and citing challenges brought on by large-scale illegal immigration by migrants from Myanmar and Bangladesh. Dish. Military officials have stated that ethnic violence in Manipur has resulted in at least 54 deaths and 23,000 displaced persons, the majority of whom are taking refuge in army camps. The army claimed that it has significantly enhanced its overhead monitoring including the use of military helicopters and drones in regions impacted by violence including the Impal Valley. And in news from Africa, Senegal's west coast and the Dakar Peninsula are home to the Libus, a traditional fishing group. Their opposition to the erection of a gendarmerie post on a parcel of land they claim to own has lasted for weeks. Several residents complain about the lack of infrastructure in a very popular neighborhood. In recent days, Libus protests against the building of a gendarmerie in Ngor have turned violent, resulting in confrontations between the military forces and part of the population. As reported, Senegalese President Macky Sall personally intervened to resolve a land dispute between a traditional community of Dakar and the state, which has been the source of violent clashes. Land and real estate pressures in a rapidly expanding city regularly led the Labus to rise up against the monopolization of their ancestral lands. 
In Tanzania, the government's seizure of Maasai land has raised concerns about human rights abuses and could negatively impact Tanzania's investment climate. Maasai communities have accused government forces of violent land grabs, confiscating cattle, shooting at livestock and raping women. Currently, six lawsuits are being filed against the Tanzanian government's land grabs in Maasai communities. These cases aim to hold the government accountable for its actions against the Maasai community and challenge its disregard for the rule of law. Experts are of the opinion that the lawless actions of the government of Tanzania could be seen as a deterrent for would-be investors. And in Kenya, in a recent ruling, the Court of Africa has instructed the state of Kenya to recognize the Ogiek people as an indigenous tribe. The Ogiek people is one of the last hunter-gatherer tribes of Kenya. In Arusha, the government of Kenya has started demarcating land earmarked for the Ogiek after it was removed forcefully earlier. In a reparations agreement, land from the Mao forest will be returned and title deeds will be issued to back up the ruling. Moving to Mexico, Zapotec defenders denounced the lack of consultation, lack of transparency and the ecocide caused by the felling and burning of dozens of endemic and non-endemic trees for the rehabilitation of the K-Line in the Union Hildago Yucatan section of the Inter-Oceanic Corridor. Line K is one of the wings to the east of the federal mega-project, explains Norberto Altamarino, spokesperson of the agrarian community of Union Hidalgo. Line K includes 459 kilometers of rehabilitation of five sections of railway from Ixtepec to Ciudad Hidalgo, Chiapas, and also 27 stations, one of which will be in Yucatan, with an investment of 30 billion pesos. Norberto Altamirano, the activist Edgar Martin, and the community defender and environmentalist Victor Fuentes made people aware about the environmental damage caused by the work and denounced that there is no transparency in the information related to environmental, cultural, and social impacts. In Nicaragua, Banabe Palacios Hernandez, a Mayangna indigenous person, was murdered at the end of April on his agricultural plot. He had left in the morning from his home and in the Alal community located in the core zone of the Bosawas Biosphere Reserve. His wife and son were accompanying him, but on the way they were ambushed by a group of heavily armed gunmen. Indigenous leaders, human rights defenders and environmental activists in Nicaragua assure that the attacks are perpetrated by settlers, non-indigenous people from other areas of the country who invade the territory. Behind all these invasions, they say, is the interest in natural resources. That was all for this edition of Cultural Survival's Global News Bulletin. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter. Indigenous Rights Radio because knowledge is power.